Welcome to the Close Knit Podcast, a podcast that showcases fiber artists from around the world. You're listening to episode 27, and this week I spoke to Anna Barbario of Four Flynn Protest Art. Anna is a cross-stitcher, a mixed-media protest artist, and a student of psychology. We talk about Anna's approach to craft, how much of her work has come from a place of necessity, and particularly how her work has come from a place of necessity during the election season and presently under the new presidential administration in the U.S. Anna raises some really important points about craft and self-care, and we both have a great big chat about the ways in which we look after ourselves, or more often than not, fail at doing so. Listen on for our whole chat. Thanks for tuning in. Can you say it again? <laughs> Barbaria. I keep wanting to just say Barbaria. <laughs> Anna Barbaria, for Flynn protester. Okay, I got it. Okay, breathe. Sorry. <laughs> hey, it's Ani of Close Knit, and I'm here with Anna Barbario of Forflin Protest Art. Hey, Anna. Hey. Good <laughs> to talk to you. You too. Sorry that I've been mucking up your name for the last two minutes. No. I love it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hop. Ooh, actually, I want to know. So you're in Davis right now, yeah? I am, yes. Cool. Okay, so that's in California. It's afternoon for you it's morning for me what's the weather like it is like mid 40s so I'm from San Diego so I'm freezing um, you're cold yeah <laughs> but everyone else is like in dresses and short sleeves so um, it's sunny it's been like pouring rain for the past like three weeks that I've been here um, but it's finally sunny so I think people are just uh, being overzealous but yeah. yeah yeah I feel like this is the thing about Californians and I think I can say this because I am one. <laughs> it's like, we're not ever really prepared for cold weather. Like kind of, you know, the the Northern Californians in us are maybe a little bit more prepared, but, and particularly for rain, we're like, wait, what is this wet stuff? Like, oh gosh, it's horrible. I never, cause if you wear jeans, it's like sticks to you. And now I have like a wet butt mark from my jeans on my car. It's just, it's a mess. I just need to stay in the sun, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. I did. I remember doing this thing when it would rain a lot when I was in school where I would only ever wear like running tights, like legging, the kind of leggings that could dry quickly and then rain okay. boots and a dress because I was like, at least if the leggings get wet, like you're, my legs are covered. So if it's cold, it's all right. But the leggings can get wet and they won't stick to me like jeans because there's nothing yeah. like that sticky jean feeling. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to take your, your little tip. It's, it's not a good feeling at all. <laughs> I'll be honest, it's like a pretty goofy look, but you know, I'll you take just it. lean into the goofiness of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm going to jump straight into the some questions with you. Sure, yeah. Awesome. Um, what's your fiber of choice and what sort of craft medium do you gravitate toward? Um, so I've been doing a lot of cross stitching. I'm trying to learn more um, like embroidery stitching, but um, yeah, I've been really into cross stitching and I just use like the DMC threads for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's been my favorite thing. It's really, um, it's really calming because it's just the same stitch over and over again. And so you feel like you're doing the same thing. And then every time it's like this beautiful product and it's just a really good feeling. Yeah. How did you, how did you first learn to cross stitch? Um, so I just had a friend who sent me a link of like some Beyonce cross stitches and was like, I think that you need to learn how to do this. And so I watched like two minutes of a 10 minute video and was like cool I got this that's fine and so I just <laughs> started doing it and then like two weeks ago found out that I'm doing it like the slowest way possible <laughs> and so I've changed that and it, it's going a lot quicker but um yeah I'm definitely someone who will just like if I get like the first two steps I'm like it's fine I got this I'm smarter than everyone I got it um, <laughs> I can just figure this out <laughs> yeah it's fine <laughs> I like that um so what, what about cross-stitch? Because my understanding of cross-stitch is that, like, you know, you've got your little kind of gridded fabric. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's like kind of a bigger weave, than, like a, or a looser weave, I guess, than yeah. your usual thing. Right. But you've got, like, you know, you're sort of making a square. So you're, like, crossing over the one way and then Xing over the other way. Like, how could you do mm -hmm. it any faster? Like, what's, what's the secret? <laughs> yeah. 
So <laughs> apparently if you do all one way oh, yeah. and then you go back through, it's yes. a lot faster. Then I can confirm. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a lot faster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's still, it's definitely not, when I see like other cross stitchers on Instagram and they're like, here's the four cross stitches I did today. I'm like, okay, well, here's half of the one that I did this week. Like yeah. I yeah. still clearly am not like a speedy stitcher, but um yeah, it's definitely, it's getting there. It's yes. getting faster. Gotcha. So it's good. Yes, I remember now because my seventh grade science teacher had like a craft group Ooh. when we were, uh, yeah, 12 or something. I don't, I don't, it must have been during lunch. Like I must have opted into going to this cross stitching group. That's awesome. Because <laughs> of course I did. Right. <laughs> um, and we like, yeah, I remember her teaching us like how to kind of start from the back and tie it up and then go all in the one direction now that you say it and then go all the other direction. But I was always working off of a little um, picture. Like I remember okay. sort of ticking them off as I, as I did them. Yeah. Have you ever worked from a, from a picture? Yeah. So that's how I started out was just doing like straight from pictures, but I would get like way too lazy to like tick them off all the time. Um, but um, I found, well, on someone else's Instagram, I found, like, these pens that when you expose them to heat, the ink disappears. It's oh. magic. Um, I'm, <laughs> like, so excited about it. I show everyone. Um, but, yeah, so I, now I've just been putting it directly on. Like, I've been transferring whatever pattern I come up with onto the fabric. And it's, yeah, it's a lot faster. But, yeah, when I was first starting, yeah. I just looked up like different fonts and just would like basically all I wanted to do is just do like Beyonce lyrics um so I would just like look up different fonts and then write out like surfboard and flawless and just like mark it off as I went but yes so fucking good <laughs> love that <laughs> um did so okay so your friend sent you this video like how recently was that that you learned um I started doing it I guess like three years ago, um, but it's definitely been very off and on, especially like with school, it's very dependent on the course load. Not that I ever like really do homework, but um, it's it's definitely dependent on, um, or it had been dependent on like what I had going on in my life, but I definitely am a lot happier when I'm like actually doing it than when I'm like, no, you got to focus and be an adult. I just, yeah. Yeah, I'm a lot Don't have time for this. Not. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because people will ask me about how I uh, how I got into knitting and like how, how I got to where I whatever where I am today <laughs> <laughs> with my knitting, like how I continued to knit and yada yada. And like I learned when I was a kid, but it was not until I was in my like final year at Cal mm -hmm. and I was writing my thesis on Australian conifers and their evolutionary history and spatial distribution oh, wow. <laughs> what does that mean I don't know nobody knows really but um I was like I was literally just so I just it was total procrastination if right. that can be a word that we can use because it was just like I couldn't I would be in the library writing stuff and then I would just be like I my brain like I don't I can't can't focus on this for this long yeah. and I start I got to a point actually where I was like walking from the co-op that I lived in to campus which was like a 15 minute walk and I was opting to walk instead of riding my bike which is unusual for me because I'm usually like if I can get there faster on my bicycle <laughs> I will get there on my bicycle but I would pur purposely walk so that I could walk and knit on oh, my way yeah. to class and then like knit during class and then like just get a couple more rows <laughs> in before I like have to go back to the lab and like look at more conifer jeans yeah like, yeah total procrastination yeah I try and like segment out my life and have like okay here's what I want to get done like personal errands that I need to do and then here's like school wise what I want to get done today and here's like craft wise what I want to get done and just School is yeah. always just number three, it turns out. But it, it actually really helps because I feel like, okay, yes, you have to get all the school stuff done, but you also promised yourself that you would, like, give you give yourself this much time to do some art and feel better. So, Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important. It's, like, a funny – it's funny that it. I think we f feel this inner sense of, like, guilt or 
like there's something wrong with prioritizing those things yeah. that really make you tick. Right. Like that's how you're going to keep going, I think. Yeah, definitely. So the piece of art on the wall behind you, mm-hmm. the doilies that you sewed all together, was that for you, like, can you walk me through how that came to be and like why you were stitching it and how that how that played out that summer? Yeah, um, I am like addicted to Pinterest. Um, and so I was like looking at all these beautiful lace curtains that they had and they were all linked to like ridiculously bougie sites and they were like, for some lace and I was like "Mm, I don't know if I really want to do that and I uh, my mom had some doilies and I was like these are beautiful if I had like 500 more of them this would be great and so I just kind of was at like at the swap meet saw some more and it just kind of all sort of started coming back together and I was moving into um, my first like actual housing situation like I was in the dorms the year before and then I moved into like a first house and I was like I'm gonna have the cutest room and I'm gonna feel so comfortable here and it's gonna be great Mm. and so I like measured my windows and like got really into it and it was just the wrong I just I don't know how I got it wrong but it was just the wrong window measurements and everything but and I just was like this is just what I'm gonna focus on and I'm not gonna think about how I actually have to figure out how to like cook for myself and do anything and I like locked myself in my room for three days and sewed on the carpet. So there are like lots of little pieces of carpet, I'm sure, still in it from the previous house. Um, And I was just like so happy, just like stitching my thing. I put it up and it didn't fit at all. But I was like, I don't care. I made this and it's beautiful and it makes me feel better. And so I just kind of like calmed myself down from having to like be an adult and cook and things. Um, Yeah. 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 (laughs) Cooking. Oh my gosh. I, a friend of mine says that I'm part of the eating without cooking support group, Mm. EWC, because it's just, (laughs) it's, that's so my life. It's like, I so desperately want to eat all the time (laughs) because I'm, I'm a hangry, I'm a hangry bitch sometimes, but, but like the, even even when I try to conceptualize the idea that a human is meant to do like cook, cook for their <laughs> for themselves at least three times a day, mm-hmm. I just get I just get so beside myself that I don't even want to leave my bed. I'm like I can't do it. <laughs> I, just, I know. I just don't know how. <laughs> I will like sit in my bed trying to plan out what meals I'm gonna make, and I'll think like, okay, you have like pretty much all you have is almond butter and rice cake. So that's what you're eating. But then I'll still try and sit in bed and be like, okay, but what can you make as a real adult? What meals? Like, how do you make it more balanced? And then I'll be like, okay, well, now you have to go. And now you all you have time for is rice cakes and almond butter. So that's what you're eating again. And I'll like <laughs> yeah. grab a carrot and call it balanced. And it's oh fine. I'm God. still here. <laughs> I 100% do the same thing. Like it, particularly the grab a carrot or a cucumber, eat yep, a block of chocolate. Yeah. And then like have some, yeah, pesto on toast with an egg. And I'm like, those Mm. are the food groups, right? Those were covered. Got them done. Done. I really (laughs) like how, um, separate to food. I really like how you were like, make, like your idea was to make this thing like a practical object. You're like, I want curtains. Like, so I got this inspiration from the internet, which like most of us do. Right. I think most of us are spending time on Pinterest, even if we're not all cough, cough, admitting to it. Right. (laughs) Like me. Um, And like, I'm going to make this thing for my window. It's going to have a practical use. And I I like, I love this idea too, of you like stitching pieces of your carpet, your previous carpet into it, like unknowingly and like not on purpose, but then now that 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 little tiny bits of that place and that time and how you're feeling and what you were thinking like quite literally ended up in the piece like yeah not only did they end up there because you because that's like you know the sort of powerful element of you putting your feelings into something <laughs> but like also they physically ended up in it yeah I think that that's really cool <laughs> yeah most of my like pieces that I made that are my favorite pieces came out of like okay I just need something pretty here and I'm gonna make it like I think I had this idea of like, oh, because I'm going to school for psychology and not art, like you're not an artist, but like you're crafty. And so you can like craft things and you can make it, but that's like, you're not like artistic. And so I think a lot of my art from the past like few years came out of like necessity and I don't use them at all for necessities anymore. They're all just like hanging on my walls and 
Yeah, I even like the project that I've been doing now, like for Flynn protest art came out of like necessity almost because I just like couldn't get out of my bed. And I was like, well, I need to do something that like holds me accountable and is actually making me feel better. And this is what I'm going to do once a week. I'm going to do this. It was like survival mode. It wasn't out of like, I just want to feel creative and do this. I was like, this is what I need to do to feel better right now. So yeah. Yeah. So can you um, clarify for me and listeners, was this as a direct result of the election for you? Um, I think before that. Yeah, I think, I mean, the election was definitely what brought everything out. I mean, I think yeah. it was already a weird time, like seeing everyone, seeing the amount of people who say that they like care about me and respect me, seeing how they kind of went behind some of the things that um, Trump was, sorry, it's hard to say his name, um, <laughs> that he okay. was um, putting forward. That was really hard for me. Um So I think, like, I was already feeling horrible. And then, like, just, I don't know. I think it just hurts so much because I'm in such a, like, liberal area. Everyone around me is, like, an echo of what I think. And so I was just thinking, like, no, no. Like, no one's going to actually vote for him. It's fine. No one actually thinks that. And then just, like, the longer that I went on and talking to more and more of my family members who were, like, well, yeah, but, you know, he has a point, and it's, it's scary, um, so I think I was already kind of, like, upset about, like, finding out things about people that I didn't want to know, um, and, like, particularly, um, so, like, the name for Flynn protest art is, um, so Flynn is actually my son, and I'm a birth mom, which, like, if you're not familiar with that term means that, like, I um, birthed a child and he is adopted by parents and it's an open adoption. So I see him all the time and he's the best. But um, so his parents are like super pro gun rights and he's like shot a really massive gun already. Like before he turned five, it was like taller than him, Um, which I was like, that's a bummer, but at least they're good people. Like I had different like justifications for them at all times because like what I can't really do anything about it like they're raising my child so I need to be okay with it and then I think just like with the election and just like seeing all the kind of things that they like pushed aside particularly the whole um like bus recording incident of his like as a survivor of sexual assault and them knowing that it was like really hard for me to see them just kind of like pushing it aside and knowing like oh, they're raising my child, like, they think it's okay, and they're the ones who are, like, instilling morals into my son, um, so I was, it was just, like, too much to put together at once, and, um, my son also, like, happens to be Hispanic, and his little sister, who they've also adopted, is Hispanic, and so that was, like, an extra gut punch, because they're white, really white, um, so it was, it was just a lot and just seeing all these people around me who were like, okay, yeah, it sucks, but like, we'll get through it. And it's kind of like, we'll get through it because we're educated. We're white presenting. We're like wealthy, like we'll get through it. But like, what about other people or what about like this world that we're raising our kids in? And um, yeah, so I think just like, obviously when he won the presidency, that was like the end. Like I couldn't like, say it was going to be okay and I was like so excited that day but like there's like that pit in my stomach of like okay what if he wins though because I was like oh it's so cool like my son's whole life like he's only ever had a black president and now he's gonna have a female president it's gonna be so awesome and progressive and the world's a great place and then all the states that he was starting to win I was like well fuck like (laughs) I like turned into a mess real fast I was like I had like a packing slip and I was writing all the states that he needed to win on it and was like checking them all off. And I like grabbed some vodka from the freezer and just like held it, like was not even drinking it, just like holding it just like in case. Um, But um, it has been cool to be in Davis just because, like I said, like the echo of like, no, we're here with you. And like, we don't think this way. Like everyone was out protesting that night and it was like, 
obviously it was horrible. Everyone was like really upset, obviously, and out in the streets. And um, but even like the cops were there to like protect us. They weren't mad that we were out, and like everyone was kind of like supporting each other, and that was like a good feeling. Um, but I still like definitely didn't leave my house when I got back from the protests for like three days and then I was like okay you need to get out you need to eat something other than red vines like you need to do something and I was just kind of like looking at all the stuff that my friends had sent me of like before he won of like really cool like nasty woman shirts and nasty woman all of this stuff and um I went over to my friend's house that night and she was planning on making a cake that said make America nasty again. And so we just wrote help on it. Um, but I was like, no, like we can keep this going. Like we're still here. I can feel better. And so that was kind of where the like first nasty woman cross stitch came about. And then the rest of them were just like, I'm still angry about everything. And I want everyone to know how mad I am and I'm just going to make it pretty. So you'll look at it and think about it. So, and that's Wow. Thank you for sharing about all of that. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> no, no, it's just, it's so incredible because, like, you know, it's like I, I know the little bit about you that I've, like, seen through your Instagram and immediately was so struck by, like, she's making all this incredible cross-stitch stuff and I love, I love it when women are fucking subversive and strong <laughs> and, and they do it from this, like, traditionally feminine place of cross-stitch and craft and... Um, Mm -hmm. but it's so, it's just so like to situate it further with who you are and your experience and in honesty, like hearing you talk about having, having a baby who's like not being raised by you, but like being raised by Mm -hmm. someone who's like, who maybe like your morals, you don't necessarily like they don't align. Like it's, Mm -hmm. sorry. (laughs) No, no, I Um, definitely feel the same way, so... I just think it's incredible, like, I think you have such incredible strength for, yeah, for showing up in the way that you have, and and to see you kind of, I think, to hear your story and to see you put that forth in the world in the form of, like, fiber art is, like, this is exactly, this is exactly what I want to see in the world and like exactly why the podcast exists and there are so many days where I'm like what am I doing I don't make any money off of this it's a lot of work like I'm tired and it's just like yeah I just thank you (laughs) thank you no thank you for having me and like I was just like sending out this art into the world and was like I'm this lone ship and I'm just gonna get through it and hope someone's looking at me and then just like following you and then looking at all these different people that you were following and seeing like oh there's this huge community of like really fucking awesome women who are just like goddesses and like stitching all this like amazing stuff and just like I don't know it it definitely is I don't know it makes you feel really good to just be like okay there's this whole group of people who feel the same way they're doing the same thing and we're all supporting each other instead of like tearing each other down yeah yeah absolutely and I I I've spoken to people in other communities that aren't like the knitting and fiber communities uh, on social media and they've kind of been like oh that's possible you can just like make friends with somebody and you guys like support each other and there aren't all these like sort of backhanded compliments and things like yeah it's called the five arts community and it's called shine theory and that's just like a really really uh strong physical manifestation of shine theory in the world which makes me feel really really happy yeah no it's it's been so cool and even like I haven't been doing like exclusively fiber art but even like the pieces that I'm doing that aren't fiber art I've been getting like really good feedback from and even like Um, I did like a screen print for the first time ever and I was doing it at um, a museum event at our school and just everyone around us was doing protest art and it was just like there's this community of people who really want to like lift other people's voices up and like show off everyone else's art instead of like tear it down and feel like you need to be the most creative and it's it's definitely different from um a lot of what happens in like the academic world too. So it's a nice break. 
Well, particularly in the, I don't know how prevalent this is at Davis, but I felt like at Berkeley, there was just like, everybody was supportive, but there was just a level mm-hmm. of impact, like impactedness, impaction. Like it was so impacted. Yeah. <laughs> the classes yeah. were so impacted that like, you kind of had to be almost fighting against each other a little bit just to like, get the classes that you want and yeah. to like get the grades that you needed to like be a pre-med or be whatever it was that you wanted, whatever thing you wanted to get into. Cause there's just so many people. Yeah. Yeah. In the space. So it's just interesting. Yeah. 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 I definitely have like put myself in areas where people would be more supportive. Like psychology is a very supportive field too. Um, so I definitely like cushioned myself from that like <laughs> um, opposition but I like it too. So I think it's good. Yeah, totally. Um, something I'm super interested in and I, I'm going to struggle to articulate this, I think, because yeah, so just bear with me while I struggle to articulate it. Um, but it's just, it's this idea of like, like you were saying, I couldn't get out of bed for like three days. I couldn't get out of my house because I was grieving or I'm imagining you were feeling grief over. Yeah. Yeah. Is grieving the right word? Um, yeah, I would say. Yeah, grieving this like incredible sad event that's just occurred in the world and it's it's just super it's really interesting to me the different ways that people um were called to act and the different ways that they ended up reacting like it was sort of a lot of people on my like Instagram feed were starting to create art and and I yeah, I guess I wonder it's this interesting line between self-care as also really reactive and important and self-care just for the sake of it it's almost like you were making this nasty woman cross stitch for you but it also in making it you made it for me you know what I mean like (laughs) I saw that and I saw and I went fuck yeah like okay (laughs) I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna read this book about feminism because holy shit this woman exists do you know what I mean (laughs) yeah I do and I think like there's there's this feeling of almost like I can't be this depressed for any longer. And so it feels better to be angry and I'm going to do that. And it's like almost empowering to like be angry and then have someone else be like, I'm also angry and just be like loud and together instead of like Mm. in bed and together in spirit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I think it definitely feels better than when I was just, quietly like doing my I have like a bee cross stitch up there like my Beyonce quotes are obviously wonderful because Beyonce but like having something that's also like contributing to a society and having other people say like this is helping me or like this is inspiring me to do something and things like that it's definitely a lot more rewarding Mm, absolutely I think I think sometimes I've been thinking a lot about um in the past with like protest marches and craftivism and things that didn't, that didn't necessarily to me have a direct specific outcome at the end Mm -hmm. of it. Sometimes I would get really pessimistic about the outcome. And I think, uh, I think that was a product of having gone to Cal and having like (laughs) taken, you know, taken like a, um, a non-year Roy's like poverty in the 21st century class and just getting really, really, really cynical about everything and its purpose. And, um, she said something which has always kind of stuck with me, which is like somewhere between, um, the hubris of benevolence and the paralysis of cynicism. So like good intentions are kind of not enough, but you also can't just figure that the world is so fucked that you do nothing. It's like somewhere in between there. That's awesome. And I guess, I guess what I think that that space is now is, I guess what I, the term for it that I've been thinking is, is most relevant is hope. Like Mm -hmm. that's where that space is and like different people embody hope in different ways, but hope gives you a space from which to act, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if this makes any sense. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess it's, I really like seeing how in times of crisis and in times of uh, 
political and international turmoil, how people react and seeing your reaction and how it was like, not only your reaction to just specifically the sentient Cheeto being elected, but <laughs> can't say his name. No, um, don't. <laughs> we just won't. Um, that's also, I can't take credit from that for that. That's, that's from call your girlfriend, the podcast. They, um, they oh. never the side note. I listen to call your girlfriend all the time. Cause they're amazing. Shout out, call your girlfriend. And, um, <laughs> they, yeah, they, they don't use his name on the podcast. So they have all these different nicknames that they use, which are great. But, um, just that it wasn't just that it was like this buildup of this whole period of time and the, these different events in your life that led you to this point that you are now using a skill that you kind of already had, right? Like you had it from a few years ago and you were doing, you were, you were in stitching Beyonce quotes, you were being subversive. You were doing like, you were being a feminist in my opinion, Um, (laughs) but to then be even more over and to like, you know, like looking at your feed, I was showing your feed to a friend of mine this morning, just going, check this out. Like the, the like bloody tampon treat yourself just like yeah shit girl like that is such an accurate representation of of this the whole idea that a woman's like a necessity for for life a necessity for human life and like a woman's every single month for the most for most of her life is like taxed differently to other items in our lives right It's, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm told a lot of the time that I'm like too much because I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sassy. I don't, I think you can like tell from my art too, but I feel like if you put it in like, like you were saying, like the dainty cross stitch it, it's like, okay, well, you should at least look at it. It's art. (laughs) This is just yelling in a different way, but Yeah. yeah, I just it feels a lot better than just like angrily buying my tampons at Costco and like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why I'm all about the menstrual cup. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get on board. Yeah. It's a transition to be very honest with you. It's like, it took me a little while and I started with the diva cup and that was just not, it just didn't work for me. So now that's I use what the I've lunette. heard. Yeah. Diva cup okay. works really well for some people. Not for me. It just was too challenging to, put in and out but this one is just a little bit different shaped and smaller and it just is it's so great and I so I left it in America when I was visiting my home and I was like no like I only bought that a year ago like they're supposed to last for like 10 years and the whole purpose is that you don't have to buy multiples of them so I'm gonna I'll just grab this and show you my my mom, I was like, Mom, can you oh send gosh. it back to me? <laughs> it so arrived sweet today. Of her. <laughs> and on the customs declaration, it says menstrual cup socks. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Okay, she has to actually tell them what it is, right? Because I guess overseas. so. I guess wow. so. <laughs> well, I hope someone read that. I hope a white male read that. I hope so too. I know. Like, oh, mom, you're the best. She was like, what does it look like? <laughs> she doesn't sound like this. I just always make her sound like this. She's like, it, it's kind of scary looking. Is it the thing that's sitting on the, the bathroom counter? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's not scary. It's fine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is your mom pretty supportive or like on the same page politically as you or? Yeah, in many ways, like definitely, um, if I think about like situating my mother in her upbringing, like she was raised in the Midwest and like, you know, a fairly uh, conservative family, but like Mm -hmm. totally on board with all sorts of things. And she, I just was reading an email from her today about, um, cause she went to the March, she flew to DC to go to the March, um, with my sister. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And just like her, her reaction to that. And I told her that I was marching for invasion day and she was sort of just Mm -hmm. like, we need more marches like this happening around the world. And this, I think the election for her, she's always been progressive in her values, but never super vocal about them. And to see her kind of get galvanized at this point and go to that march and feel like it was important. And she was like, I wore the pink beanie that you knitted for me. Cause I like years ago awesome. knitted her a pink beanie and didn't have time to make pussy hats for all my people in my life. So she was like, I yeah. wore the hat. And it's just like, yeah, like knowing that she was there and that 
that there were actually multiple people marching in different marches around the world, around the world in um, for the women's march that were wearing a beanie that I'd made them, regardless of whether it was a pussy hat or not. It was just like, oh, yeah, awesome. Like that felt good to have people carrying a little piece of me in that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so nice. Yeah. So, okay, so you've been mainly cross-stitching, but that's not all you're doing. You're doing other forms of art. What sort of other things mm-hmm. are you doing? Um, I really like, um, it's called a Wacom tablet, but it's basically, um, you just draw a habit here. I'll show you later. Um, but <laughs> I, it's like a little tablet and you basically just draw it and it goes straight into, I use Photoshop mostly. Um, so that's how I did the deflowered and empowered uterus one. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I like to draw too, but I'm just like such a messy person. That's like another reason that I really liked cross stitching is it's neat no matter what. Mm. Um, so I use that to try and make it like cleaner and have more of like a graphic feel instead of like have all my like pencil strokes on it. Um, and then I just tried doing a screen printing, which was cool. Um, but I've always been more into like mixed media things. Like I just like finding things and putting it on, which is why I was like stoked for the tampon and like the birth control. I just like really want to get my hot glue gun out at any opportunity. Ooh, um, I love a hot glue gun. Yeah. I, <laughs> I found some like glitter hot glue gun sticks and I, they were so, they were like $12 for like three sticks and I considered it for so long and I thought about like how, if like each stick is worth $4 and it just, I passed, but it was like a real close cost. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if you could like kind of DIY that where you just like squeeze the glue out and then very quickly like shake yeah. glitter over the top of it. <laughs> like this yeah. is basically the same, right? <laughs> it's fine. It's oh. more creative this way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so for you, it's been making a, a new piece of art like every week. Is that right? That's been the goal. It's definitely yeah. been not on a week schedule necessarily, but I'm definitely at least like, um, like drawing out a pattern or starting a piece or like conceptualizing something. I'm trying to like have something to look forward to and to like be able to work on each week at least. Um, and I kind of set the like week, um, goal, just like, I'm the type of person if like I won't do something unless someone is like depending on me to do it. Um, yeah. So I, I just have no self-motivation for anything. Um, so I kind of like talked to a few of my friends and was like, I want to do this every week. And if I don't actually do it, please like bug me and tell me to do it. And so they're like, okay, I will. Like if I don't see it every Monday and they've like, obviously they've been a little like more relaxed on it, but like, I have had people be like, hey, you haven't been posting in a while. Like you said, you're going to post. Do you feel better? You should do it. And so it's been really helpful (laughs) to have people who are like, hey, you said you're going to do this thing. You should still do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think accountability is the biggest thing in at least in my life. And I'm sure in many people's lives, like just there are so many things that we have ideas for that we talk about doing that we know make us feel better, that we know are important to us, but that other things start to get in the way. And I do, I really believe that there is room for movement. It's a bloody movable feast, you know, like it's okay to not make the art that week because you wanted to binge watch Love Sick on Netflix, cough, cough. Oh my gosh, I just did that last weekend. (laughs) So good. (laughs) It's really good. It had a horrible name before. It's called like Scrotal Recall or something. Oh my gosh, is that what it used to be called? Of course, because yeah. I started watching that being like, this is the this the word for, like, this show's yeah. name is terrible, but I like these characters. Right, yeah, Scrotal no, it's amazing. Oh, I understand. Okay, I see now, because <laughs> I was like, I feel like I saw more seasons of this, but I don't really remember, like, <laughs> where were they? Yeah. Oh, so good. But just the room for that, like, I've I've been going back and forth between this, like, having a really packed out Google Calendar with, like, time set aside for like this is when you're knitting socks and this is when you're doing this and this is when you're running and this is when you're hanging out with your friend and this is when you're going to work but then and like having that really works some of the time 
but then also having this sense that like the days where I threw the calendar out the window and just turned up somewhere alone, usually, usually alone, yeah. that was like a key element of it, were days that I met some of my best friends, that I had really beautiful days, that people turned up and fed me food and took me to the beach and like just stuff that I could not have anticipated happening. Yeah. But that I wasn't leaving room for because my Google Calendar was like, no, you have this many hours in the day before you have to sleep right. because otherwise you're going to be a total cranky turd <laughs> unless you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just that weird, that tricky balance between the two, you know? Yeah, I definitely do. Because I do feel better when I feel like, okay, you have a day planned out. Mm -hmm. um, but then it's also, yeah, it can be constraining of like, okay, well, I haven't gotten any of this done, so I'm going to turn down this opportunity that will probably make me feel better just to do this thing that is supposed to make me feel better and supposed to fulfill me, so. Yes, yes. And it's just funny, like, I kind of didn't have a lot of knitting mojo for a little while, and then one day I just, like, picked up my knitting and started knitting and then had all of these new ideas for things that I wanted to knit, and I'd, like, was sitting at a cafe with the knitting and I brought like a journal to write about 2017 and I brought headphones to listen to music but I ended up just putting everything down like I still had the journal there and was occasionally writing down ideas but was like yeah sitting there just knitting something like knitting this beanie for a friend out of these scraps and it was giving me all of these ideas for other things and I had this moment of just like holy shit doing the work is how you do the work <laughs> like yeah it sounds so reductive but it's like doing the thing that brings the like doing the creative thing oftentimes brings more energy mm -hmm. for the creative thing and it's like oh it seems yeah. so straightforward but often I get caught up in the like oh but the logistics of doing the creative thing and I don't have any creative energy to like design a new pattern or makes make something new up so it's like doing the I imagine yeah. this would be this way with cross stitch too or like the repetition of just like you know the um the diagonals all in one direction and then like as you're doing that just going, yeah oh I had another idea for like the next cross stitch that I want to do yeah yeah definitely like yeah the days when I'm actually doing it or when I'm like these are the five other projects that I want to do. And like, I've come, I've now started like writing down my ideas because before I was like, you'll never forget this. This is the best idea you've ever had. And then the next day is like, <laughs> oh fuck, I don't remember what I was going to do. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, no, I definitely, and I, I think like for a few weeks I was feeling like especially overwhelmed and I was thinking like, well, I'm too overwhelmed to do this. Like I don't have any good ideas and like, mm. I yeah like you were saying I didn't have like my mojo for it and like yeah once I actually was like you had this one idea four weeks ago it's still relevant just start doing it and actually work on it I was like oh my gosh I have energy again and I can like actually put like my heart into this and I feel better and I I'm ready I can do this again yeah yeah do you have any like particular goals or thoughts around what you want to do with for Flynn protest art I so I started an Etsy page kind of just as like okay if someone orders something then I actually have to do it and send it off and then I'll actually be cross-stitching um yeah, yeah, yeah and like just because I I like it and if I can like have an excuse to spend more time doing it I'm gonna do that so um but it just because it really this is really dramatic, but I, I felt like it came out of like a survival mode of like, if you don't start doing some art, you are never going to get out of your bed. You're not going to finish your quarter. Like, yeah, you got to start doing something like I didn't really have a big plan. And I'm also just not good at like promoting myself, I guess, or like just I'm not mm -hmm like very savvy with like Instagram or like I take shitty pictures like I don't know how to like make anything look how it looks in my head yeah. online I guess yeah, um yeah, so yeah. I, I don't like I don't really have a direction that I'm like trying to go to I would like love to be able to spend like the majority of my time doing art instead of nothing um <laughs> but or I guess school, um, 
but that's that's almost done anyways so I yeah I think right now I just want to keep doing it and keep feeling better and keep coming up with like better more empowering ideas I'm just kind of trying to like reach more people and like if that comes with like more people wanting my art or more people viewing it or like commenting on it or like expressing their thoughts on it that would be awesome but I think yeah it's it's mostly a selfish endeavor I'd say but it's yeah I I it's funny I think so often we talk about things in terms of it being like like selfish showing making things for yourself and stuff but it's exactly what we were talking about before like you showing up to these feelings you putting that effort into making these things and the fact that you like post it publicly on the internet means that like it's there (laughs) for people to see for me to see for me to relate with like someone who's like literally across the world from you right now (laughs) able to be like whoa cool this is happening and I don't know it's just like yeah I know that it's easy to feel like it because it brings you joy and because it helps you get out of bed, it can feel like this like selfish thing, but I don't think it's at all selfish. Yeah. I think also I like had this idea like with psychology too of like, like I had thought of like, I initially had considered going to like a fashion design school and I chose psychology because I was like, well, I want to help people. And I also had this idea of like, well, you're smart. Like you should do academia. You should do this. And this idea of like, you need to be doing something that's helping people. And I think I just didn't realize that like this could be a way of helping other people too. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering about that with like, because I, with psycho- the intersection of psychology and art, because I think there's a lot of, um, particularly like with knitting and stuff, there's always, there's always articles about like, it's great for your like neuroplasticity and it helps improve your mood. Yeah. <laughs> but I just like, have you, has that been something that you've thought about as you're kind of doing your artwork? Yeah, I mean, I actually went into college thinking about doing art therapy. Um, yeah. Just because I believed in it and I was like, yeah, I do feel better and I do feel like I want to open up more. And I say so much more with my art than I do with my words, which is probably not as relevant now. I'm like quite loud now, but I still am loud in my art too. And so I had gone in kind of wanting to do that more and so I definitely have thought about it that way but I never thought about it as like your art can help people I thought of it more as like doing art is helpful yeah um which is ridiculous because when I see other people's art I feel great too but I think it's like almost like not wanting to validate yourself as an artist again like I was saying about like I only did it out of like utility before um yeah I think like, okay, you watch two minutes of a video, like you're not a cross stitcher, calm down. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I think it's good to remind yourself that like, nobody cares how you learned how to do this. And they just yeah. are responding to like your art. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like actually a huge part of why I say, um, why the close knit podcast is about like fiber arts and fiber artists, because I've never felt comfortable talking about myself as an artist. And, and that is large in large part because I like have come at it from this utilitarian perspective of like, I knit things for people to keep them warm to, you know, yada, yada. But like at the end of the day, it is actually like an artistic expression, regardless of whether it's, a utilitarian object or whether I'm knitting some weird freeform thing or spinning wool or whatever it is. And it's kind of, um, yeah, I kind of just wanted people to become a little bit more, wanted to encourage people to become a little bit more comfortable with acknowledging themselves as what they are. Right. And yeah. yeah, And like cross stitcher and, you know, like move your body. If you're moving your body and dance, you're a dancer. (laughs) You're dancing. You're, you are a knitter. You are a cross stitcher, that sort of thing. It's sort of, um, it's funny how we feel. I think we feel compelled to talk about ourselves in terms of, um, how we monetize our labor, right? Like, what are you? Oh, I am a blah, which is, this is how I make money from the thing I do. Right. But you're so many things, you know. You're yeah, a psychology totally. student, a cross stitcher, a mother, a, like you know, just so many things. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, 
I would love to ask about who you're following in sort of the fiber arts space or beyond. It doesn't have to be limited to fiber arts, but um, who you're following that you think we all should should know about. Yes. I Give me one second. Yeah. Um, get that list out if you've got a list. <laughs> I Yeah, I have my like my little thing of them. Okay, I'm like pretty obsessed with badass cross stitch on instagram so she's like recently been doing every single day a different um trump translation is what she calls them um yeah and it's amazing (laughs) i've been like really into that um and she made her like protest sign for the women's march was a huge embroidery hoop and it was fucking awesome so that was that was pretty amazing. Um, and um, so this writer, her name is Allie Siegel. Her Instagram is uh, AllieBaby90, and she's really awesome. She just posts, like, funny feminist things, but she also has, like, really thoughtful articles on feminism and just, like, commentaries on awesome things happening in the world. Um, and then hot cross puns on Instagram. Um, Ooh, I already love her. Yeah, it's him. great. Um, so the name on Instagram is R Jones, but, um, yeah, they just do really cute and like pretty like lengthy, um, embroidery. A lot of it is like, uh, quotes and things like that, but they're like, really fucking long like it's, it must take them a long time um but it's awesome um and then uh also uh nerds and needles is pretty good too so they've all been like really fun and just like supportive and inspirational for me yeah. so oh, yeah so good. I love that I love I love asking that question because not like I need more social media in my life but it's just so good. I love that, like, somehow we've all found these, like, little niches within fiber arts, and then we all follow such different people. And even though there are, like, some key players in the game, there's always really different folks to find out about each time. And it's just, yeah, basically want to talk to every single person ever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's usually how I feel about it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anna, that was, thanks, yeah, thank you so much for chatting to me. Yeah, no, thank you for calling me and finding my page and yeah, everything. Yeah, it was so good. The day I found you, I was like, this woman! <laughs> I'm obsessed! <laughs> well, creepy. I'm, like, definitely going to start a coven, so if you want to be in my coven with me, you should. Oh, no. It's <laughs> just that whole bit. It was like, I'm definitely going to, and then just cut entirely out. Sorry. I was just saying that I'm starting a coven, and if you want to be a witch in my coven, you can. Oh, <laughs> yes. Count me in. <laughs> Count me in. And if we can start getting some, like, if you ever feel like writing down your cross stitch into a pattern or something and distributing that widely. Yes, <laughs> I, could get I, I definitely, that. that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, so good. Thanks so much. Have a good yeah. afternoon. It's been Cheers great talking you. to you. You too. You've just listened to episode 27 of the Close Knit Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please share us with your friends and leave us a rating on iTunes to help us reach more people in the fiber arts community. Thanks so much for tuning in. Till next time.